You're listening to the King of the Fourth podcast, offering in-depth analysis on all things Boston Celtics with your hosts, Jim and Mike Quigley. Game seven. We got another game seven and certainly not what you were looking for. Um, The Celtics were primed to close out the series uh, last night um, at home in front of a just juiced up crowd. The crowd was fantastic throughout the game and um, they came up short. And uh, Miami came up big, and that's what the difference was. Um, lots of turnovers by the Celtics. Miami had lots of turnovers too. Um, you know, a lot of the same things that have plagued them in their losses. You know, giving up offensive rebounds. But the big difference, I think, between the Celtics winning and losing last night was Miami consistently made big shots and big moments where the Celtics consistently came up short. Um, and too many guys came up short, or too many guys didn't shoot at all. It was um, a frustrating evening. Um, I, I'm going to start off. Uh, there's a lot to get into this with this game. Um, you know, the performance of the stars, uh, the performance of the role players, the officiating, um, the way Miami's defending, all those things. I'm, I'm going to start off um, with Miami. I I thought they played the best game of this series. It's I, I don't want to say it was the best game of the playoffs for them, but it's the best game I've seen of them ever from the playoffs. I watched most, but not all of their games. Um, they, you know, they were inconsistent with their turnovers, but defensively, they did what they wanted to do, which was to be physical, grab, um, push. Essentially, I, I believe they follow on every possession, but I think that's a strategy and a strategy that's working. Um, and they had guys just every time the Celtics seemed to grab momentum or about to make a run, just hit big shots. And a lot of times they were low in the clock shot um, that were contested. Uh, you know, I, I look back and I don't think, wow, the Celtics defense just didn't show up. I just saw Miami made big, big time plays. And Jimmy Butler was fabulous. Um, you know, going for, I think, 47, uh, including, you know, he started the game, I think, three for three from beyond the arc and coming into the game shooting 17% from out there. Uh, Kyle Lowry outperformed. Um, Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. um, you know, Freddie, he had, he had 17 points, 10 assists. Um Played like an asshole in a lot of other ways, but, you know, that's, I guess, what he does. I don't know why the commentator's praising him for that, but we can get into that later. But he 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 hit big shots. Max Struess, a couple, bottom of the, uh, you know, end of the shot clock, just killer threes. You know, the, there was one with a, one second left on the shot clock, out of bounds. He hits it for about three, four feet out beyond the three-point line, contested. You just saw that over and over and over again. Um, And the Celtics, you know, didn't get that performance at all. Miami earned this one um, as much. I think the Celtics could have done more to win. um, And and we can talk about whether they blew it or not. But I do think Miami won this game. Um, They outfought them. They outshot them. um, And it felt like they wanted it a little bit more. I, and 
I, I, I was a little bit surprised with the commentary coming in that this series was over, that these guys were going to lie down. Uh, they're filled with veteran players that have been there and done that. Kyle Lowry's won a championship. Jimmy Butler performs in the playoffs all the time. He's gone into the finals. P.J. Tucker's a champion. Bam Adebayo has performed in the playoffs. Um, you can just go up and down the line with these guys, and they have enough veteran guys with enough pride that they were not going to mail it in. And um, not that organization. They didn't. And um, they deserve to be in a game seven. So that's my opening take. Yeah, I mean, the commentary that it was over, it, it, it reminded me of, you know, the last couple of times the Celtics have been in this situation where Celtic fans were like, it's over, it's going to be a party at, at home. And it's like we've been living through this long enough this century to know that um, it's not over. We've seen um, the Lakers come in. We've seen LeBron come in twice. And um, you saw what Jimmy Butler did last night. And the, the frustrating part about all of it is that I believe I feel like the Celtics defense has been pretty good. Yeah, um, that hasn't been a problem. I feel like the last three games, even the two games that they won, you know, there were concerns I had about their offense going forward with what we're seeing. And I think it was a big part of the reason why they lost again last night. Miami was making tough shots and executing on offense and the Celtics weren't. I think that was the difference in the game. Uh, Miami was chasing down loose balls. They were more active than the Celtics were. Miami was more active going after rebounds. And then when they have an opportunity to take open threes and hit them, they made them. Where in game five, Miami didn't make their open threes. Um, I don't think Miami got a lot of open threes in this game. Um, that's the one difference that I'll have with you. Well, I'm saying the ones that they got, they hit. Because P.J. Yeah, Tucker yeah. was hitting his open threes last night. Um, and, you know, you're, you're not seeing that same contribution from Al Horford, Marcus Smart, or Grant Williams. And you really haven't. You haven't seen those guys hitting shots this series like they did against Milwaukee. And I think a lot of the scoring has been put on, you know, Tatum Brown in the last two games, White. White has probably been the best Celtic um, game five and game six when you really look at the whole picture. Game five, the, the team was lethargic. And White came out and he was scoring. Uh, he kept the offense flowing to start that game. Um, last night in the fourth quarter, it, to me, he felt like the best player on the floor for Boston where, you know, Tatum and Brown weren't even getting up field goals. Um, I would think another, game five, it was Tatum and Brown in the second half. That, you know, to start the game, the game though, it could have been, it could have been another really bad start for the Celtics. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it, it, which is a theme for this team in first and third quarters for most of the series. And I think a big, a big part of the reason they're in the place they're in right now, though, um, is is Tatum and Brown, and it's the turnovers. You know, Brown in this series has 19 turnovers to 15 assists. Uh, Brown's averaging less than three assists per game, which means he's not moving the ball effectively when he has it. Uh, Tatum has had four games with five or more turnovers, three with six or more, and two where he had seven. I just that's really that's really bad. And, you know, for the series, he has 33 assists to 31 turnovers. And, you know, at the end of the day, you need to see a game seven from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown where that turnover numbers, you know, in the threes 
and those assist numbers are up. But those assist numbers aren't going to be up if Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, if they're not ready to go and make their shots because part of the reason Miami was successful on defense last night was because they could throw two or three guys at Tatum and nobody else could score. And, you know, for a guy like Al Horford, I'm calling him out a little bit, this is your moment. You know, this is it. You want to get to the NBA Finals. You got to do more. You know, one for six last night was not good enough. And you missed some bunnies in there. And he's not taking guys down on the post that we know he can score on. I don't see an active guy looking to score the ball. And Grant Williams, I see a guy looking to argue with the refs and get into it with the refs and not be that active, confident scorer that we saw for the second half of the season. And that's what makes the Celtics so dynamic is that Brown and Tatum have trusted these guys and they have shown up. And tomorrow night, I think in order for the Celtics to move on, other than Brown and Tatum limiting their turnovers, their assist numbers are going to be up if those guys come to play. And if Al Horford doesn't come to play tomorrow, this is going to be on his legacy. Like he needs to show up. Al had a tough game last night, but I I think for the series, he's been – the most consistent player up until last night. I think he's been very, very good. Maybe he's not shooting quite like he did in the Milwaukee series, but they're not guarding. Miami doesn't guard like Milwaukee where they just give you the shot either. They they contest. So it's a little bit, it's different. But I think Al on the whole, he's been a fabulous defender. Uh, game five, he was awesome. He was awesome. He was all over the place. You know, he had that one play where he led the fast break and got the M1. Um, and, for, you know, he missed game one because of COVID, but he, every game they've won, he's been a significant piece. They need and, him uh, even the ones he's lost outside of last night, he's been good. They so, need him to perform. Yeah, they absolutely need him. The other guys you've talked about, Grant Williams really have, hasn't had a good series at all. Um, Smart, you have to think, is hurt. He oh, does yeah. not look like himself these last two games. Um, prior to that, those, you know, that game three, he was awesome. Um, you know, he was awesome when he came back. He, you know, pretty much spurred that whole thing when they almost came back, him and Brown. And then he misses game four in these last two games. He has not looked like himself. And I, I don't know what we're going to see from him in game seven. I wouldn't count on much. He may probably going to have to make a decision if he's not himself to go with Derek White down the stretch of games because um, he just doesn't have that burst. And when do you see – and I know Jimmy Butler was rolling – when do you see a guy go five for eight against Marcus Smart? Uh, you don't. But on the other end, yeah, you don't. And he, I mean, he, he's shooting too much too. Uh, he, he shot more than Jason Tatum last night, and he went four for fifteen. I mean, Tatum was eight for twelve for last yeah. last night. How does that happen? That Tatum doesn't shoot it in the fourth quarter when he's eight for twelve? Yeah, well, let's talk about that because I, I, I thought. You know, there's so many different layers to this game. I, I don't know why they had Tatum initiating so much of the offense. Exactly. I thought that was a mistake. They immediately doubled him. Um, the ball would come out of his hands, and then they would try to get it back. You know, get him on the post against Struce. Let him drive the double team there and pass out of it if he has to. I'll, I'll make a quick move. Struce cannot cover him, period. Um, you got to find other ways to get him involved in the action than just having him be the initiator of the offense, because that's not working. It's not working. And the other thing they weren't taking advantage of when Derek white became the screener, Miami didn't cover 
white at all off the screen and row. And the Celtics didn't take advantage of that. Um, so maybe that's something they can see on film and, and early on in this game, you know, in the first half, get a guy like white going downhill. Uh, but it, you're right. Tatum needs more shots. Um, the Celtics need to be a little bit more creative and, and that doesn't mean him bringing the ball up. I, I, I thought I just having him initiate and then draw two immediately slows down the flow of what you want to do and, and kind of takes him out of it early in the shot clock. And there was a lot that was frustrating me last night, that whole fourth quarter, just watching them on offense and, and Tatum and Brown just not involved at all outside of turning the ball over and Brown finally gets to the free throw line, a big spot. You know, he had been seven to seven up to that point. You're thinking he's going to drain both. disappeared. And he disappeared. He missed both of those free throws. And on the other end, defensively, you're watching. They didn't happen to get him going either. They, they, that was weird. They did not, they ran no actions for him. None. They did nothing to really try to get him going. I mean, if Tatum's getting doubled, there's got to be opportunities for Jalen Brown. Yeah, they, they didn't the really paint. do anything, you know. They didn't do anything. It was bad. Yeah, I thought it was bad. I thought Ime's been great, but I, I wasn't. A, How often do you remember Jalen Brown having the ball? Not at all. It was yeah. It was it was Jason Tatum dribbling out the shot clock. That was it, the offense last night. It really was bizarre in so many ways. Like I, I want to say Brown needs to do more, but he also needs a ball to be able to do more. You know, he it like completely got him out of rhythm that whole second half. It was bad, man. Yeah. And, you know, you flip it to the other side on the defensive end. You continue to watch Jimmy Butler just find his matchups. You know, oh, got Grant Williams again. Just going to go to the basket. Got Al Horford going to go to the basket. Um, yeah, he was scoring on Marcus Smart, but he was attacking those matchups. And you you go to bring Rob into the game with three and a half minutes left, and you see Al Horford hit a three. So you decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to sit Rob and just continue to let Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and everybody just go to the paint on offense because that's what was happening in the fourth quarter. They weren't afraid to go to the hoop because Rob wasn't in the game and it was opening up things. And I, you know, I thought Al was doing a really good job on Bam, but I think there's a, I think you sat. What pissed me off is I don't care what you're watching out there. I need to know if Rob wasn't playing because he was hurt because he got up to go in. I feel like you're sitting your trump card in that fourth quarter. Well, what, what else? Ron what Wayne. else was weird about it too, Mike? Is what I could understand of keeping Allen is like he was really initiating the offense. It, he, you know, made a couple big passes. I, I think he made the one to Dark White that you got him open on the three. And um, take out Smart. So they were running the. Got to get Rob in that game. They were running the offense through him, and then they stopped. They did, and then and then they stopped. And yeah, so the like, nice pass to somebody on the side. You know, then it became that Tatum kind of initiating the whole. So I, I'm Rob. Really, I mean, Al was really a facilitator and got them. I thought him and Derek White, even though White made more shots, really got them kind of going. And like, so I could, I, I from what Emi's perspective, from that, like, I, I got it. Like the offense was clicking for a bit there in the fourth quarter, and then it. You know, after that Derek White three that put him up, it just – I think they were outscored 17-6. to six. Yeah, I just i just think when you have a, a special player like that, they need to be in the game. Mm-hmm. And and he's not. And they need – that can't happen. Yeah. It, and the other thing, too, I know they're a team that doesn't double team, but we're just going to let Jimmy Butler score 47 points. We're not going to adjust at all. 
We're not going to double team them like Miami was. We're not going to mix up our defense. I hope tomorrow night, because Jimmy Butler is going to come ready to play unless his knee is hurt and he can't go. You bet your ass he's going to be good to go, right? Like I have all the confidence in the world that Jimmy Butler is going to put up 30 if he's healthy. Are you not going to adjust him? Can we make it a hard 30, please? And not because this is too easy. This is too Jimmy Butler's got all the room in the world to do what he wants. And he started the three three point shots going. They just kept him open still from out there. He had too much room to work. I think they have to make him more uncomfortable and switch up their defense a little bit and figure out who can we double off to get this guy and get the ball out of his hands. Because are you really scared of Kyle Lowry beating you or Max Strauss or Bam out of I, would, I wouldn't double there? early in the game. I, I, I would see what Jimmy Butler you're going to get. I mean, it's been pretty. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, you have yeah, to adjust. Last night. I think if it's, it, hey, if it's a close game in the fourth quarter and Butler looks like he's going off, then you got to. Um, I think you, you're probably going to have to make that adjustment. Yeah, I'm talking mm-hmm. like game one and game six. I didn't see anything on the defense to adjust to his game other than letting him beat you up. And I like, I think like Miami, you saw Jason Tatum going off last night. What'd they do? They started to double and triple and switch up their defenses. I think Miami's in a similar predicament because I'm not really like, is Kyle Lowry and Max Strauss going to beat me? Or is, or is Jimmy Butler going to beat me? Yeah. I like, I get what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I think maybe at some point last night, they could have went to that. They also, I don't think it was the defense that let them down. Butler made oh, some great shots. I don't but think I'm it, sick of seeing Grant Williams there. on an island against Jimmy Butler. Yeah, well, he's the, Grant barely played in the fourth, I, so you weren't getting a lot of that. You were getting, I mean, he would try to go at White at times. I thought, and um, Al actually, his numbers against Al were just they weren't as eye popping as they were against Smart and Grant. Um, Tatum, he helped on 14 possessions. He was only one for one. So maybe you see, the problem is, is the Celtics switch everything and they're not going to switch that up in a game seven. So Butler's going to get, he's going to look for different matchups. Um, the Celtics are built to kind of survive that, but if he gets rolling, I think in this game, yeah, you're going to have to trap him. You're going to have, I think you're going to have to do something, you know? Um, I mean, I, I just see see how they play the three pointer. Early in the game, I would still dare him early to see if he can make it. And then, you know, if you oh, got to change no. it, change it. Yeah, I don't know if I would. I don't, he's just a different, I mean, unless he looks hobbled. Um, I just feel like he's locked in. And, you know, ah, man, you really want to see Tatum and Brown rise to the occasions. Well, I'm worried about. I just worried about the after effects of what a loss looks like tomorrow. Just, I just think it, as great as the season has been, and when you look at it as a whole, it's unbelievable what they've done where they were. And I give them credit for that. But this, this just, this is, this is, I feel like reputations are on the line, man. Like I, I feel like people were really start to question your toughness and your mental toughness if you don't pull this out tomorrow. You know, then everything that happens in the NBA finals, like you and I can get upset if they don't win it. But I think like it's all gravy this first time in, you know, but if they don't get there tomorrow night. Oh, this is a huge missed opportunity. If they, if they're not able to. And think about Al and his legacy, you know? Well, I just, 
I, this I mean, is big, man, for them. They gotta, they gotta figure this out. They have too many guys that got off, and I'll let you go. I'm talking. I was a role player right now. I, I, yeah. So but, this is on his shoulders. I don't feel like this is about the two guys you mentioned first, Tatum and Brown. Have, yeah, but they have six players. guys with all defensive team votes, and playing this Miami team to not be able to pull it out to me is just like it's. They have to do. It. They gotta win them all. Well, let's. I, I think if they don't accomplish that, that's a conversation we can have. But I happen to think they're gonna win. So yeah. here's what here's what happened last night. And we kind of talked about what Miami needs to do to win a basketball game in a previous pod. We had we <laughs> That's said, right. the Celtics need to turn the ball over a lot. Uh, you know, there's going to be problems on the offensive glass. Miami's got to hit some threes. And then Jimmy Butler or someone like that needs to kind of go nuts. And, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and the Celtics, you know, did themselves in. Miami accomplished what they needed to accomplish to get the victory. You know, they hit threes. They caused turnovers. And Butler had a big game. And the Celtics missed threes. And the Celtics, you know, made a lot of mistakes on offense. So we go into this game seven. And granted, it's one game. Weird things can happen. You cannot turn the ball. Maybe you don't turn the ball over at all. Miami shoots 62% and they're all contested shots. You know, weird, fucked up things do happen sometimes. But if the Celtics are able to not have unforced errors and they're able to clean up the glass and Miami doesn't shoot four for eight on low clock contested threes Mm. with under four seconds or less, Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an insane number. You and know, get all the calls. Yeah, and get, you know, so the Celtics should, they should conceivably win. You know, can Miami duplicate this two games in a row? I guess what I'm asking. I, I felt like they could do this last night. I really, like, I was nervous about last night. I'm not as worried about them being able to do this twice in a row. Yeah. Uh, because there's also a track record of the previous games with them where their role players have not hit these shots. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Jim Butler still has, but Butler may have to do it all by himself. And um, I, I feel this team has been resilient. They have bounced back. You know, I think they'll win. You know, I know the previous history with the Celtics going back 10 years in three, two games. But I don't think that has anything to do with what's going to happen tomorrow. I think the Celtics' resiliency probably has more to do with what will happen tomorrow because that's who this team is. Now, they've goofed up way too much in these playoffs to put themselves in this spot. Yeah, and there are risks of the season yeah. ending because of it. But this Celtics team isn't the Eastern Conference Finals team from two years ago. You know, I mean, that team folded in almost every game and we're in fighting and everything else. And they just weren't as tough, I think, as this squad is. So I think they'll win. Um, but you're right. If, if they don't pull this off, it's, a, it's an enormous blown opportunity. There's no two ways to look at it. And people will say stuff and rightfully so. And you'll have the sports radio talk and everything else. You'll have some absurd conversation about the offseason. 
I don't think Brad Stevens is a reactionary guy. So I, I, I don't think he'll, you'll see the stuff that we've talked about on sports radio actually happen in the off season, <laughs> but that's a discussion for later. Well, I, let's I, not get there. Let's just win. Yeah. Let's, let's not get there. Yeah. Um, Game sevens, man. Game sevens, you know, I'll tell you this. You know that Jason Tatum's going to perform tomorrow. You know that's happening. I think that this guy has shown up in these moments and played well, even as a rookie. I don't think he was afraid of it. He was the only guy on that team in in that game seven against Cleveland. At least they 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 played pretty well on the defensive end that game, but on the offensive end in that game against Cleveland, he was the only one to show up. And you know, against Milwaukee in Game Six and Game Seven, it was Tatum. You know, with 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 the back against the wall. Um, So what we need, what they need, is a calming presence, not just from Jason Tatum in the second half tomorrow, but from Jalen Brown. And I think you know these games, Game Sevens. I've always like waited for that Game Seven. We, we had it one time with Cleveland Golden State where it was like high scoring. <laughs> but typically I watch a game seven in the NBA and it's ugly. Like both teams, ugly, right? Their nerves are. And so like, who's it going to be in the second half to be that calming presence on offense, to slow things down, you know, to make, to let the guys know, like, I'm going to get you an open shot. I'm going to make the right play over and over and over again. And I trust Tatum to do that. And I want to see Jalen Brown like jump on his back and do it too. Cause I do think the Celtics are the better team. Cause when I look at Miami, the only guy I trust on that team to do that is Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I don't think there is anybody else that can do it. On um, Boston, I think you, you know, you, you got the Trump card, you have Jalen Brown. I, I really think to win tomorrow, you know, the role players have to step up in their roles, but Jalen Brown has to has to he has to slow down he has to slow down and he's got to make the right play making the right reads he hasn't had a game in this series with more than five assists and maybe tomorrow night's that night where you see that line of like 23 7 and 7 from brown i wonder if they run their offense more through their bigs and more throughout earlier in that game to kind of calm things down, calm things down, get yeah. shots. You know, the one thing they have going for Miami too, for that matter, is the defense travels. So uh-huh. I don't expect to see a slump on that end in the half court from the Celtics whatsoever. I'm sure they'll be connected and committed there. Um, and it's a matter of getting over the nerves on offense. And that's something we should talk about. I, I did think, um, you, you know, you see those two missed free throws from Brown. I thought Tatum was tentative. I thought they got tight in the moment. Last they night. did last night. I thought they got tight in the moment last night. Um, they should have been playing loose up 3-2 a little bit and really attacking this thing. Um, and I thought they got tight. And, and, you know, sometimes going through that and being tight and seeing it wakes you up. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't. But most of the time with good plays, it does. So hopefully, you know, that translates into game seven. Um, and then I, I think a big thing here is how are the officials going to call this? Um, oh, I don't think they call much tomorrow. I just, my opinion, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be grabby and physical. I have, the officiating is so inconsistent. I have no idea. I, I it could be, it could be different each half, half, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah, it could be different from each half. And um, the way Miami plays, look, they cause turnovers. And, and the Celtics need to be real careful going into traffic. But they're causing turnovers because they're grabbing and they're, they're pushing. I mean, 
and they get away with a hell of a lot. Um, and I know the Celtics have more free throws, which they should, but I, you can't. The way, the, so are they going to be allowed to put the two hands on the defender throughout the game, like Strauss does on every time Tatum? And they call Bam for an illegal screen. Yeah, are they going to allow Kyle Lowry to ask check, and then you call the foul on the defender? I, I like. I, I just. I wonder how that's going to happen, and then how the Celtics react to it mentally. I, I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, and obviously, I mean, you would hope the refs are going to have an eye out for like the sideline antics. And Kyle Lowry touched the player while I was shooting the three last night. While Did he, he touch him? I don't think he touched him. But I, uh, he, like, put his head into the backbone. It was yeah, weird. It was but, weird. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Asshole. Like, what is that about? Yeah, he he's he's an asshole. He really is. The way he plays, like, I don't know why the the commentators were like celebrating it. It's yeah. like it's the stupidest antics. Uh, on every play, he grabs or he pushes or he throws his ass into somebody. Every game he throws his head back like he's been elbowed at yeah. least twice. And, and you see that it's nothing but it. It's, there's no one like him in the league in terms of flopping and flailing. And, and I, I just, I, I find it so gross is the only way I can put it. I, the way he plays is gross. Yeah. You know, he showed up last night, but it's like, he, I'm he not confident. On the court. Yeah, I'm not confident he's going to show up tomorrow. I mean, the guy has put on. I mean, he looks like he put on a ton of weight with this injury, and I, that's the one thing I'm interested to see tomorrow night. The the Heat players are all on the interior report, and they they cut their uh, rotations down like drastically last night. How are they going to respond to the amount of minutes they're playing? Um, we'll be interested to see. And for the NBA, man. You better hope the Celtics win because nobody wants to watch that shit. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch the Miami Heat play the Golden State Warriors. That'll be a well, five-game series. Miami wants to play it like it's 1994. They yeah. really do. They, they want to play it like that. Take care of business, man. Like, don't lose to this fucking team. Like, don't beat Milwaukee and Brooklyn and then lose to this. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of respect for Miami. I think they're flawed and the Celtics are better. Like, I'm with you, Jim. I expect them to pull this out tomorrow. I do. I think they're a championship roster. That's what the Celtics team is. They're a championship roster. And Ime, if Smart doesn't look right, get get White in there early. And, you know, tomorrow's the game to, to cut the cord with Rob, man. You need Rob out there. Matching minutes with Bam as much as you can. So... Yeah, and, and, win, I, I, don't I, I, be the Sacramento Kings. Like, don't be the Kings of the '90s. Like, come on, let's get over the hump. The guy that <laughs> I'm most concerned about for the Celtics going in tomorrow is just what is Marcus Smart, um, because you could really use him as a point guard when he's playing at his best and distributing the ball. I think he had one game in the series where he had 12 assists, mm-hmm. one turnover. Um, last night he had five assists. Uh, he's one for eight. Um, and just when he's going to the basket, he he, he just looks like a shell of himself. I, I, if he's, if he's not right, I'd be interested to see how long they actually go with him because I, I felt like he, you know, which is too bad, but I, I, I felt like he was hurting them last night. On both ends. Yeah. Which was, you know, which really shows that he's not right. If 
I don't well, it's not surprising. He has two sprains on one leg. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Should he even be out there? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like he should be able to beat this team without him. And I don't think he can play Peyton Pritchard tomorrow night. Um, unless he comes in early and hits a shot. If he doesn't hit a shot early, you just got to gotta put him to the bench. Yeah, you got to hope he does, though. Because if he comes in and hits a shot and it, 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 he's ready. Yeah. Talk about a guy that that can flip the script in the game seven. You know, Miami goes into that junk defense where they want to double and triple Jason Tatum. And if you have Pritchett out there, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Miami's done a great job contesting the corner threes. I know the Celtics got a couple late in the fourth quarter with Horford and White. But for the most part, they've done a really good job contesting their corner threes. Yeah. They have – the offense is going to be a struggle, um, I, I think, tomorrow for both teams. Like, if you limit the turnovers, good, it doesn't matter. matter. If you limit the turnovers, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, I, so it, it isn't this – I'd be shocked if the Celtics go out and score 120 points. That, that's not happening tomorrow. It hasn't they happened. They can't turn the ball over, and they can't give up second, third chances on the glass like they, they did last night. Yeah, that's frustrating. I mean, Rob Williams had one rebound last night. But to Rob's defense, he's the one that's contesting all the shots. And other guys aren't boxing out when he's making up for their mistakes. Usually you get some offensive rebounds out of him, though. Yeah, not not these last two games. Yeah, you got nothing. Not these. So he's not the same. No, he he, he had a couple moments in in game five. He had a a couple key tips. That second half, though, you could see it. Yeah. Like, when after Ime sat him for the rest of the game, like he couldn't he couldn't get off the floor to get offense free. Yeah, but I mean early on in that game, he he was a factor on the glass. Big time. And, and um he just he wasn't at all yes yesterday. So yeah, like that's the thing too. Against Brooklyn, you saw Al and Rob and Tice, obviously Tice isn't playing anymore, it, like just exert themselves on the offensive end with physicality going after the glass. Um, obviously you couldn't do that against Brooke Lopez, the way they were defending you. They were just leaving you. They didn't even cover Tice. Milwaukee didn't even cover Tice. Uh, but I haven't seen that in this series from Alan Rob, just on the offensive end, just bullying these guys. When I think they can, I think that Al can bully some of these guys like PJ Tucker can't cover Al Horford down on the post. If he got him down there, Max Strauss can't do that. Yeah. Jimmy Butler can't do that. Like, I think tomorrow night the Celtics can do what the Lakers did to the Celtics in Game Seven when we lost in 2010, and really beat them up inside. Well, they have a, they have a definite size advantage. On and I think tomorrow we just got to exert our physicality on Miami early. Yep, and on the defensive, maybe end, go to the post to Al early on. The defensive end take away PJ Tucker off that corner or Al crash for the offensive rebounds. You, you got to be aware of him immediately. Yeah, Timmy Butler too. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Butler comes from everywhere for offensive rebounds. Yeah, yeah. you got to find these guys, and, and you got to put a ball in immediately. Um, so we'll see. I, this really, you, you talk about legacy and everything else, and I get that will be the talk. I think the bigger issue is you just don't know when these opportunities are going to come. Exactly. And this is a great opportunity, and um, if they don't cash in, nothing's guaranteed going forward. No. Just even the trajectory of the franchise, forget legacy of certain players, the trajectory of the franchise and this opportunity, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And um, let's hope that, you know, 
11 o'clock, 11.30 tomorrow night, we're, we're feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was nine beers in last night thinking they were definitely going to win. And Yeah, I, I put you on um, uh, the hide alerts on the text because it was rapid. And on text? Yeah. <laughs> I, you ever see, have you seen the uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin where he used to go, I had one beer, I had two beers, and he goes all the way to nine beers? So last night I was trying to be like him. I had nine beers by halftime. And I was shit-faced. I'm sure there's people that are listening right now that are impressed. <laughs> I don't know. I, tomorrow's going to be tough to, like, all day, all day, just thinking about this game. Oh, man. Just win, baby. Don't be, like, don't be the Sacramento Kings. Just get over the hump. <laughs> yeah, or the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, that's even a worst-case scenario in a lot of ways. But yeah, uh, just get over the hump. All right, so hopefully the next time we're talking to you, it's oh, Golden State for the NBA Finals and not um, the series everybody season. wants to see. Celtics Warriors. Everybody hey, I, wants that. I said everybody. this. <laughs> I said this after Game Five against Milwaukee at the Celtics in seven. I told you they were going to win. You uh, you were off the wagon at that point. You were off the wagon against Brooklyn. I think you're a little much more on the wagon right now. The Celtics, they're going to win tomorrow. It, it's going to be ugly, but they're going to win. And that's what I think is going to happen. Miami's so bad on the eyes as a basketball fan. And I bet you there's even fans in Miami that want to see Celtics Warriors. Like, nobody wants to watch that. Celtics got to do it, man. Tomorrow, Miami fans don't, don't give a shit. They just go to the beach. <laughs> don't send it. that team to the finals. Yeah. Pat Riley sitting there all smug. Oh, I can't stand him. Yeah, you know, and like, I want, know, I want, I want Van Gundy with like a boner every time they go to. Pat I want Pat Riley, Riley Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and Mike Breen to all be very sad at the end of the game tomorrow. Um, you know, just <laughs> like. Green practically crying that the Celtics won. I, that's that's what I want to happen. Yeah, and I I, I believe it's gonna. Can we have Larry Bird hand the trophy over to a Celtic and not fucking Jimmy Butler? Like, come on, guys. I don't think I don't think Bird's gonna be there. That's not really his style. But uh, oh, I thought that was the new thing now. No, it's a trophy named after him. But he, uh, yeah, like Bird's gonna leave his place to go do something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Only Magic would do that. All right. Good luck, Celtics. Don't fuck this up. I'll see you guys.